All right. So for today, Ash, for reasons which you can get into, right, the nice little Spotify rap thing. Yeah. I'd say we, A, we thank the listeners, especially the Canadians. I was surprised by that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm definitely surprised by the Canadians. I'm not, like, I know on LinkedIn, you basically said, oh, I'm surprised by Luxembourg, but I'm kind of I get an idea of why Luxembourg, but definitely Canada being number one is new news and to me. You know, it's only Spotify, which is not the strongest distribution channel, but still. Anyways, so we, that, right? And then we record an episode on just how we do the podcast, just in case people are interested because they want to do a podcast for their firm or their yeah. kids rather or whatnot. I, we don't, I'm hesitant to say I'm a podcaster because I have no clue what we're doing. Let's call it this. Unbillable The Origins. The Origins story. <laughs> the Origins. Peek behind the scenes. Yeah, it's so, a peek behind the scenes, but also how did this whole thing come about? Because to be honest, it came about mostly just because we thought, hey, it could work with this. Let's take, let's actually go a little bit, not just behind the scenes, into the whole history. The podcast essentially came about because you and I, Flo, we connected every week to talk about what we thought worked and didn't work about marketing while working yeah. at an unknown firm, more or less. <laughs> firm then, shall not be your name. Yeah, very much. We basically discussed all the topics that we need to discuss within five to ten minutes, and then we were like, well, we got another 20 minutes, and we started discussing about what we think should be better in terms of marketing, what we think could work, what we think should be done. And as we kept talking, we just thought, you know what, why don't we just record this and invite recording this exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And invite people that we want to talk to and learn stuff from and get some ideas so that we can build like our very first episode said, effective marketing. Yeah. And and then the pandemic hit, right? We were stuck at home. I for one have very few hobbies besides my kids, so we needed something to do. So we so we did this. Yeah. Do we use this as a cold open? And I say now, yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm Bill Barrow's podcast. <laughs> From the home offices of Ash and Flow, this is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Uh, welcome to the, this episode of the Anvil Barros podcast, where we talk about uh, doing a podcast. In case you want to do one, have to do one for your firm, for your practice, we'll walk you through the steps we have taken, which... By no way means they're best practice because we still do not know what we're doing. This still is very much a hobby project, but, but we can let you know a few things. I would like to reiterate that we are both really passionate about improving marketing and also using it in the right way. And while we don't really cover this on the podcast, we are also very strong on like ethics and things like that. So the whole purpose of this podcast was a passion project for us in the sense that we wanted to make sure that if you're going to do marketing, do it right. Yeah. And, and so we had that, we had 
we were 30 something years old and we had an opinion. Sorry, I have to come back to that. Anyways, but so we, we started it and we started with no, like we started the exact way you should not start it. We just, we had no plan, no strategy, not, no nothing. We just wanted to do it. Maybe that's also the better way of starting something, but that's a discussion for another day. And we are now, I think, I got to go to the dashboard. We are now, what is it? 80 or something episodes in. Yeah. I have no clue, to be honest. And we have a bunch of downloads. We get into the numbers a little bit because I think that's interesting to people. But we've done it for about one and a half years. Is that fair? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and it's um, more than a year and a half. Because and I think, and this is yeah. what we should do, give a shout out to our listeners. We've started to have some success because of all of you people listening into this. Still a bit to my surprise, to be honest, but we've seen some of it and you might have seen us posting it on LinkedIn because Spotify sent us their silly wrapped, Spotify wrapped for podcasters. And we were very surprised to find that all of you keep us in the top 30% of shared podcasts. Worldwide. Actually, let's be accurate. And it is the 27%. Of... We are like in the top 37%, 30%, but our podcast is in the top 27%. No, sorry. So we are in the top 30% of shared podcasts globally. And the 27, you mean that is we are also in the top 30% of followed podcasts. Oh, because followed. 27% of the people who listen to this also follow the podcast, meaning they suffer probably through more than just one episode. And so from the bottom of my heart, thank you for this. It's awesome yeah. to get some feedback. Be grateful. Yeah. We're actually doing something that's interesting to more than just us. So thanks for that. Thanks for listening in. Do come back. And if you are from Canada, <laughs> shout out to you guys. Maybe we'll send you a no t-shirt if you actually message us. The, there, I had no idea that, that Canadians were listening in. A fun story, by the way, just brings me back to the topic is, for the longest time, Ash and I didn't even listen to, or listen, stupid, didn't even look at the numbers. Like I would literally not have a clue of how many people would listen in or where they come from and so forth. I, to this day, don't do too much of it. Although, yeah, I, because you present it with it all the time, there is this effect of, oh, let's see how it did. But it's generally not our key concern, but this one was nice to see. So thank you all for listening. Yeah, we will be transparent in terms of how we look at metrics is once we finish recording an episode occasionally, we'd just be like, so how are we doing for this month? Yeah. It's not like we don't have this whole thing of, let's see how much we're doing every month. No, we're just curious because the whole purpose, as we mentioned before, is for us to get some of our ideas out and invite people to join the discussion and for us to learn stuff. We do not profess to be the greatest experts in this. We are- All the most listened to podcasts, which maybe that gets us back to if you're in the positioning of thinking about getting started. I think as what you're describing is the exact same right mindset is be clear about who do you want to reach and engage with yeah, and just make it try to be helpful or productive or whatever in the conversation to them. That's the right mindset to set it up. And for a while, stay away from the metrics because it's why you got to, you got to starting, start to get going and maybe get some qualitative signals, whether or not what you're saying resonates, right? Yeah, and if you are starting on a podcast, do remember that don't record one episode and put it out. Record like three to six episodes so that 
when people are listening, they've got a few episodes yeah. to listen to. We did not intentionally plan this. We just kept, in full transparency, Flo and I kept recording and I kept saying, hey, Flo, shouldn't this go out live at some point? And by the time it actually went live, we had four episodes. Yeah. That, that's essentially how yeah. it happened for us. It was that's not because I had to. That's because I had to. That's because I had to figure out the entire like sort of editing, production, so forth stuff. Yeah. Which, by the way, that could be the second step. But first of all, be clear about the intentions. Right, using something that's helpful to your firms, and for lack of a better word, ideal client profile. That's usually the way to go. Right, that's yeah. how you should do it. And that that you should track the success against that a little bit, but give it time because it'll take some time. Let's well, use a very- If you start um, from there, if you start from there, I think that the next thing you have to do, like you said, Ash, is record a bunch of things. So you haven't, you gotta have some idea what to talk about, obviously, but let's keep it a bit more on the technical end with this one, right, for the podcast. Yeah. Presuming you have an idea what to say, the first thing you gotta do, and we learned this, is you gotta figure out the technology, which means you generally need a podcast hosting service. It's just a web service that sort of hosts the audio files and creates the RSS feed, which that's the technical mm -hmm. backbone that runs your podcast runs on. That's what a podcast is essentially. It's audio files yeah. and RSS protocol or feed or whatever. We use uh, what's its name, Popin, just to give those guys a shout out. I have no idea to this day whether they're the best or the cheapest or whatever. We pick them randomly, I think, from a set of three or someone. We've been stuck with them ever since. And once the idea is you record an episode, maybe edit it a little bit, then you upload it to that service. And that service has features, which then also pushes it into the various platforms, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, obviously. And that's the first thing you got to do from a technical perspective, I think. Yeah. And also bear in mind, in terms of editing, you've got plenty of things to do. We generally, or other flow generally uses Descript because it makes it very easy to remove the ums and ahs and yeah. you, you can text edit it. So that makes it a lot easier, but there are other things that do a lot more like podcaster and stuff. So look, you can find things that might be helpful, but for our purposes, it's just script. Yeah. And since you mentioned the technology, I mean, for the recording itself, right, we use pretty standard. Now we do have, we upgrade microphones and things, but we started with just headsets and we recorded on, I think the initial episodes just were just recorded Zoom calls. And if what you have to say is interesting enough, that'll do. Yeah. Honestly, I think audio equipment, we're still not very sophisticated to this day because also this is a hobby project, right? So it's not going to sync. We use what we've got. Yeah. Bear in mind that because of other recording projects, I do have a road lying here, but that's not something that we recommend. Just if you've yeah. got, if you want to invest because you've got multiple things going on, go for it. But you don't really need to spend like lots of money on getting like a condenser mic and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think that's generally the takeaway. So do get clear about your intentions. Step one. Maybe have a bit of a plan for episodes and more than just one, right? You mentioned five, yeah. I think that's so good. And then sort the technology, but keep it simple, right? A conferencing call software could be your recording mm -hmm. software. You might use Descript to edit stuff. Maybe you don't edit it at all. Just cut off the beginning and yeah. the end. I've seen people using Windows Movie Maker to, to edit stuff. And then once you have, once you get a hold of an audio file that you are going to use, you need some sort of podcast hosting service to put it up into the air. Probably you can, there's even other ways, but that's the easiest one. They do cost money, full transparency. I don't know what it is, probably low double digits per month for a subscription. So the other thing to mention is also that 
once you start doing stuff, just make sure that you track your workflow because that would be an easy way for you to lose track of time if you don't do that. And it's nothing complicated. It basically just means you need to say, this is the topic of the episode. Here's how we, this is the thing that we use to edit it. We've got the file and we upload here. And then yeah. we make a LinkedIn post or something to do that. That kind of yeah. workflow is what we mean. We're not talking about like file management systems. Of course, you can do that. And as you evolve your podcast, you can think about all that. But just come up with something simple that works for you yeah. so that it's a consistent so, thing. Honestly, since you mentioned that, and I do want to, you mentioned it and stuff. So I want to say something about promotion, which we don't do as much as we should. Yeah. <laughs> but just in terms of the full structure, because that's interesting. So I keep copies of the stuff. So the audio recording goes into the podcast platform, as I said, but I do keep a simple folder structure on a OneDrive by episode, right? So episode number, title. And if you open that folder, there's two folders in there. One says um, raw and one says final. And that holds both the unedited recording that's in the raw folder and the, rec the edited recording. And then I store a couple of other assets locally. Primarily, I will save the description text, where you've got to have that as you upload it. And I'll save an image asset, which that's typically what goes into LinkedIn, what's the, what is, that's the only type of promotion we do. But I would argue it does make sense to keep your an archive of your stuff, because we've done this just a couple of times, but you never know when you want to go back and maybe use some of it. And also, while we're talking about this, once we move into the this kind of structure, bear in mind that if you had the unfortunate pleasure of listening to some of our early episodes. Flo and I have veered a little bit off topic, not always intentional. It's just that with normal conversations, you start with one thing and then you go on multiple different tangents. Yeah. In order, if you're doing a business podcast, that's not going to be ideal for your listeners. So it's always good to have a very simple flow of what you're going to talk about in that episode. And it doesn't have to be something complex. Just be like two to three questions. What are you going to answer in all of that? And then, you know, summarizing kind of stuff. And keeping that kind of structure helps you stick to what you want to say and helps you stick to time because your episodes shouldn't be, I mean, can be if that's your intent, but the episodes still need to hit like a normal structure that people can listen to when they go on for like hours. Yeah. Unless your content is ridiculously interesting. And this is usually like the casual kind of stuff. People will tune out. So if you're focusing on a business audience and this is the kind of stuff that you want to promote, just aim for 15 to 30 minutes. And within those 15 to 30 minutes, in order to get that structured right, just make sure that you've got like a plan. Yeah. That would be the thing. To so, consider after you've got a flow. Yeah. And so, just because you mentioned the social media, I think what absolutely has to go into your production process is a promotion afterwards. Podcasts can be super powerful because they give you so much material. Ash and I record still in a conferencing software, so that means we have a video feed with the audio. We never use that. You should absolutely consider doing that. You can read this everywhere, how just recording half an hour's episode with an expert from your practice could give you 30 minutes of video, 30 minutes of audio, right? You could transcribe and have a blog post, like all this stuff. So a lot of goodness can come from slicing and dicing this raw recording you have and to creating micro content for repeated distribution, which you should absolutely do lots of if you're doing the podcast for the firm. We don't do it because honestly, I produce 
the episodes. We record on Fridays. I produce on Fridays. Typically, there's one week delay, so I will produce last week's episode. To the, the episode we recorded last week, sorry. I'll finalize the producing of that today, and then, I, then it goes out, because I also built the landing page and then the LinkedIn post same day. And I, I, don't, I can't spend a lot more time than an hour or maybe an hour and a half. That's a constraint. But if you're doing it as a marketing job, I absolutely would easily invest as much time, if not more, in creating micro, micro content and promoting the episode than I would put into preparing and creating the episode and so forth. That's just a side note. Do you have, do, I wanted to talk about briefly about guests or whom to bring on. I don't know if you have. Yeah, a, go ahead. Have a view there. So because we have guests and they're awesome and we bring them on for selfish reasons because we want to learn. If you run a podcast for a consulting firm and you are about, it's about, at the end, it's still about marketing and building the brand and promoting the expertise of the firm. I'd be a bit more hesitant in bringing on external guests because once you have a guest on, the show is about them, right? And it's about their message and their expertise, which for a format like ours can be great. Like we just bring you, the listeners, some experts we thought was interesting. If I were to do podcasts for a consulting firm, it's probably I would keep it more in the realms of the experts I have in my own firm because this should be about using showcasing our expertise in creating something helpful and creating educating I mean, clients. You can use an external known influencer type person just as a brand exercise to yeah. build an audience. True. But not, it shouldn't be the first set of episodes and it shouldn't be a consistent thing. If you Yeah, that's exactly right. Thanks. Yeah, that I think that is my point also. You put yeah. it, you had to nail the not, it wouldn't necessarily make it a consistent thing because yes, there's merit to inviting, for example, clients, right? Discuss the case study, but awesome if you can do it. Industry influencers, like you said, can be great. But if your podcast is, if the show format is, it's an interview show with other guests, that's probably not the best chord to play on for a consultancy firm podcast. That's just my opinion though. Maybe people can make it work. I'm not a radio show host, so what do I know? But I think these are the pointers, right? Have a bit of a plan for the content, sort the technology, then do the recording with a little bit of structure and make sure you promote the heck out of it once you have it. I mean, we sit on a backlog archive of probably 90 episodes fully recorded. It's got to be thousands of hours. I think 1,200, it wasn't the Spotify rap thing, yeah. I forgot it. If you think about it from a marketing perspective, if you had that as an asset and you had put some thinking into what the episodes should be about, and you even had written preparatory notes, Boy, do you sit on a treasure trove of assets you can turn around to create all kinds of marketing materials pretty quickly without bothering the business anymore because you already recorded that material. So that that's a good play. But I think what I wanted to do, if you don't, if you're not against it, Ashes, give the listeners a few peeks behind the scenes, also in terms of numbers, because I think once you do it for a little while, the question will pop up: Is this successful? Does it work? Go ahead. And qualitative signals aside, you and I have been invited to other podcasts. We've gotten all kinds of nice LinkedIn notes. We've gotten quite a bit of exposure, blah, blah. So there's a lot of qualitative elements to this, which I won't get into. There are also raw numbers. And I think it's worth sharing them so people get an idea what a successful podcast is. And I'm not claiming we have one. I'm just saying I'm going to share our numbers. And the Wow is the podcast today has 3,607 all-time downloads. That is for the entire time of its existence. And it's existing since, I got to know, I got to go back and find out. It's been around since uh, March, March 2021. 2021. In March, we started with 14 downloads for the entire month. 
That's now we do an average of 300 ish. That's just so how exactly. And November this year we had 314. So we, what is that? Is that 30 exit? Thanks to all your people's help. It's been grown slowly over time. So it's not a, you're not seeing a massive hockey stick coin or whatever, which because the, are, are yeah, we need to like caveat that we do it organically and we're not yeah, really right. actively promoting it so the growth that we're seeing is because people like you listen to us and are probably sharing with other people yeah, which apparently we really appreciate that's and that's the thing said right people sending links to the show and so forth so that's happening in terms of promotion in case you don't know we do have a link the podcast is a linkedin page where we occasionally post about new episodes, that page has 120 followers. That, 161. That's probably not what's not, driving it. <laughs> not 120, 161 followers. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know. So if you don't follow us on LinkedIn, please do No, I'm not going to promote that. Anyways, so that's to give you an idea, right? Where we started. And we, for the first half year, what is that March until October, November? So in October, 2021, so six months in, we had 181 listeners per month, which I can totally see if you have that in your firm, People are questioning, is this thing growing fast enough? Is this good enough or whatnot? But at that time, we were already averaging about 30 listens uh, per week. Does that math check out? Yes, I think it does. And we randomly declared that to be our mark of success. We would say, hey, if we can have 30 listeners a week, that means we, we produced an episode that was cool. And if you think about it, in terms of media value or how much marketing sense does it make, just wonder what would be the cost for one of the partners of your firm to speak in front of 30 people for half an hour? I can't answer this question. My guess is just if you buy like a breakout session at a conference or something, it's easily in the four figures. So if someone says, ooh, it's only been 180 people, yeah, if it was 180 great people, you could be on the mark with that, and it's actually not bad, given the input I mean, the cost you incurred doing Flo, it. if you don't mind, maybe you should also connected with client-friendly and how it's been also helping a little bit there. Yeah, as some of you might know, so I founded my own marketing consultancy in, I think, April. No, May, sorry, May 2021. And I, there's no direct through line from, no one has come to me and said, I want your business and I've listened to the podcast. So that is not a case study I can claim. But I know that clients are listening to it because of the conversations I have with them. And what I think is insanely helpful for me is the podcast is a forcing function that forces me to think about the stuff that's going on in the marketing space. And that helps me a lot in preparing presentation, actually advising clients, and also sometimes just delivering work. Because if some client questions come up and we've discussed it on an episode, I'll just send them the episode and say, I've explained this here. Or we had a great guest who on who, who explained this better than I ever could. Why don't you listen to it? And again, Great feedback on that. So that's how it clicked together. But maybe back to the numbers for last stretch, because I learned this, because a month or so ago, I Googled it, because we jumped over the threshold of 300 distance per month. And I was like, hey, this is maybe going someplace. I don't know. What's a good podcast? I, was, I didn't know the answer. And I since learned that for a B2B podcast format in Europe, if your episode gets more than 29 listens in the first week of its existence. That means you have a you have you're in the strong performing group. I have to go back and find this stat again. Maybe I can put it in the show notes. I think you're in the top 30 or top 30% of podcasts. I don't know. So 
it's we were not that wrong with our 30 downloads per month uh only it should, uh, per week sorry but to be clear it should be per episode in the first week so that's a good initial benchmark to work towards i don't know how fast you can hit it this also depends on the industry and the topics you have and so forth but it that is it's not we're not talking I don't know, LinkedIn posts where we need a thousand views to be happy, or we're not talking blogs or we need 600 visits a month. So we counted as that was okay. It's literally around the 30 downloads per first per episode per first week threshold. And um, I'm looking at the stats now live, Ash, the top 10 most downloaded episodes we have. I think I, I know it's the number one, is, but go on. And I, I think it's... I think downloads is not necessarily the same as streams. I, d I don't know how, but because I'm looking at the Podbean dashboard, which is, um, I don't know how that collates the numbers across the various streaming services. But anyways, it has. It says here it has 86 downloads. That's marketing effectiveness, right? Which is our very first episode ever. And it's followed by BizDev Magic, which has 81 downloads. So, and, and we are, I think, on average, above the $30 per episode mark. Um, but we do we do produce episodes, or sometimes it's the timing which they will be low. That I'm just let me see if I can. There was a time, yes, I believe it was summer of 2021 when people were coming out of the lockdown and stuff. It wasn't amazing. Yeah, let me see if I can pull an all-time view. I just it gives me the top ten. That's yeah, difficult for me to derive an average here, but I, I think yeah, the top ten has that many oh there's the episode list i found that so we have i don't know 45 48 44 it seems more recent episodes seem to cross into the 40 ish some of the higher ones going to 50 or 70. we had an episode on business alignment in the october of 2021 that has 29 downloads there's another one with 25 leadership notes oh that was the one with eric chef crazy i thought that was a good one anyways so we do have ones which by that definition, I just gave missed the mark. But other than that, we are happy. And I think my overall message to the people here is if you're not getting 5,000 downloads in the first year, that doesn't mean you're not doing great. So maybe we need to revisit this and I have to have my benchmark homework done even more thoroughly. But I think if you can get in the first year to a place where your average downloads per episode are upwards mm -hmm. of 30, right? Maybe yep. maybe you even can hit the 30 in the first week mark. You'll be good. And honestly, I think you can get there because, as I said, we literally don't do any promo, which maybe we should do better next year. I don't know. We should do a little bit. Yes, I agree. I say that all the time, but then we don't. <laughs> but anyways, so there you have it. I think that's it. That's a nice little recap for today. I have nothing to add. Do try a podcast. It's fun. Learn a lot of stuff. And it also mm -hmm. does a lot of heavy lifting behind the scenes. If you yeah. bring the people, the best people from the business into substantial conversations with you and with the wider audience in the market every other week, every week, right? That's like just going to the gym and somewhat randomly lifting stuff. After a while, <laughs> <laughs> there will be improvement. It's very hard to do this and not learn and not get better at it. Probably you can, but my prediction would be that you get something out of it, even if you do it as random and, sorry, as half-assed. <laughs> we are doing this one. There you go. So thanks again for all of you who listen in. Shout out to all the people who've come to be guests and enlighten 
Asha, myself, and all the listeners, including oh so many Canadians on the show. And that's all I have for this week. Might as well stop the recording unless you have anything. No, maybe if things go like this, we will do a live episode in Canada one day. <laughs> would not be a bad idea. Which I like. Oh, it's yeah. better than doing a shitty paid-for course about how to do a podcast yeah. half-assedly. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a LinkedIn learning. So thank you That's for my all the listeners. Yeah, as you know, this is not the last episode for the year, but we want to thank you for your, you know, for all the listeners. Thank you for following us. And yeah, we've got more exciting content. We've got one more bit this year, and then we'll return with the new year with some fresh and new content. Again, if you're not following us on LinkedIn, do it. It's completely worthwhile because you'll see a LinkedIn post about the new episode roughly at the same time when said new episode shows up in your podcast <laughs> player. <laughs> so that's yeah. totally something you need. Sorry. Yeah. I'm done with this self-deprecation. Thanks, Ash. Have a nice weekend. Eventually, I'm going to stop recording here. Bye-bye. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us. 